The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms of apply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And welcome to the latest edition of Red Side of Trent. And finally, finally, we can say the words we've all been longing to say in here since we were promoted as a Premier League team in May last year. In that Nottingham Forest will remain a Premier League team for the 23-24 season, having defeated Arsenal 1-0 at the City Grounds, which secures their status. Uh, for those who are a little bit confused, I know there are some that are still a little confused by some of the permutations. As a result of Everton, they have one game left and they're four points behind. Leicester can't catch us. Leeds still can mathematically, even though they're 18th. But obviously, two teams can't, so Forest are safe. Anyway, I'm with a full house today. I've got Reese Lane, Lee Clark, and Adam Wicklow. And we'll go through the Arsenal game yesterday. So, Lee, we'll start with you. So, there was a number of interesting changes in the Arsenal setup, as well as the Forest. So, Forest obviously went unchanged pretty much from Chelsea. But um, Arsenal made some very strange decisions with Thomas Partey at right back and Kirill at left back. What did you think of the teams when you saw them both come in? And did you did your confidence level sort of rise when you saw that Arsenal was sort of doing something a little bit more experimental? I wouldn't say my confidence levels rose as such because I, I think they've had a great season and and you know they are still a good side. But what I would say is I think I think Arteta was just taking the piss. Um, putting party and jacker at fullbacks i mean it made me want to beat them even more i think um i mean in terms of our team i kind of personally i would have played johnson i would have gone you know stuck to our guns at home a little bit um and gone back to sort of the team that played against southampton but you know i, I can see why um he lined up the way he did uh, definitely, but uh, and it worked. So I mean, yeah, I think when I saw the team, I was a little bit disappointed because it kind of it said to me from our perspective that we were kind of going to sit in and try and frustrate the the living daylights out of Arsenal rather than actually um, have a go at swinging at them. So I think in terms of our team, I was a little bit disappointed. I don't mind saying that, um, but I mean the game plan was executed to perfection. So 
like I say, in terms of Arsenal's team, I just thought he was a little bit. I don't really get why he did it. Why? Why do you, as a club like Arsenal, why do you start pissing about with Xhaka and Party at fullback when you've got players like Kieran Tierney on the bench? And he, I, I just don't really get it. But that's all Teta for you, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, it was very weird. I think when I saw that. So I mean, I, I mean, it did seem as if we sort of be looking to sort of you know, frustrate them and hit as on the mm. counter you said. But I mean, race it started pretty much like the first five minutes was you know like. It was much like the cup game last season. Like we, we, we were Forest were very physical. Arsenal didn't really like it or know what to do about it, and you know, um, it was very frenetic, very full on. And you know, were you I'm quite encouraged by that start? Yeah, I felt we had to start fast because of really because of Arsenal's result last weekend against Brighton, where we spoke about this in his chat between ourselves. I just thought they looked shot after that game. I think they kind of knew that the title had gone and, you know, they'd made a fist of it so much for a massive part of the season. As, you know, we discussed pre-pod, I think 93%, 200-odd days have been top of the league. So that kind of gave me confidence. And I thought, yeah, if we can start fast, especially with the atmosphere, how it was as well, you know, as good as it was, if we can start at a really good pace and take it to them, put them on the back foot a bit um, then and get a foothold in the game, then I felt that we could... Yeah, basically take it to them and give as good as we got. And um, I mean, as we'll speak about more, I mean, I never felt we was in any ever danger really once we scored. I don't think Arsenal offered absolutely anything, and that and that's as well a testament to us because we've watched so many times, haven't we, this season where we've literally been at sixes and sevens in parts of games where you know the end of the first half, the start of the second, in injury time of the second. And I thought a shape in every one of them moments was incredible. And I was watching the game, and especially in the second half of injury time, the shape was perfect. And that's a testament to the players and the manager that we just kept his heads in the most vital moment. And it secured another season of Premier League football. And for that, I'm absolutely over the moon. Feels very good to say that, doesn't it? Those yes, words. very good. Premier League club next season. After, after you know, after all this season, it's been, it's been such a bleeding roller coaster, and you know, mm. everybody's. There's been times when it, you know myself and us lads on here, we, we thought we were doomed, and we've just, as the you know, Banner said at the start of the season, we've kind of risen back from the dead so many times. So to finally do it as well with a game out, I'm thinking. Next week, we can just put his feet up and enjoy the last game of the season. Think about hopefully not as a manic summer and we've got a bit of a squad to build upon. And yeah, fingers crossed now we can push on. That's it. Yeah, that's got to be the aim. I'm sure we'll cover most of that in due course too. But obviously, Adam, I mean, we obviously Forrest did eventually just take the lead. But all of Arsenal's possession, I mean, it's Odegaard that gets caught dilly-dallying with a very loose ball. Obviously, it's accepted by Gibbs White. I'll let you... um run away with the most of that. But it did seem a common theme in that game was that Forrest were like, you know, where we were sort of looking to press and win the ball was in a position where we could really hurt Arsenal. Like, um, you know, for example, they were leaving Jorginho as the furthest man back from corners and stuff like that. You know, people who aren't naturally that quick. But, um, you know, I'll let you talk through the goal and your thoughts on that too. Yeah, I mean, for someone who's had such a good season in, in Martin Odegaard, I mean, I think if... 
he he'd be my player of the season in term in the Premier League for me. I think he's been out absolutely outstanding. So for someone of his caliber to give the ball away to to our most dangerous player, who you want in that position of running out of back, well it was a back two at the time, and one he does so well to 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 make the space for himself, and it's and it's a very well timed and weighted ball by Gibbs White, which is what you expect from him uh, nine times out of ten, and it's it's so poetic that. Tyro Wundy scores the first goal of the season at home against West Ham and it is a bundle. And then the the last goal of the season is also a Tyro Wundy goal. And although I thought at the time it was a great little finish, it's a bundle, isn't it? Because Gabriel tackles it onto him and it go and it like just lifts over Aaron Ramsdale and Nettles in the bottom corner. I mean, how much better can you get really to like some of our season and and to be fair to Awundi, he? he's been brilliant, hasn't he, in the last three games? Five goals. What more do you want from your number nine? And in, 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 I feel that's a credit to Cooper because he's got him in between the posts. He's stopped pissing about with this, getting him out wide bollocks and putting him in where he needs to be. And he's got, and he's been rewarded for it. And that kind of shows where we've got to go maybe next season in terms of getting more out of Awundi over the course of the season. But yeah, Kind of sums it up this season that goal, that uh, counter attacking goal, and it's we've we've punished a team in Arsenal who have, like we've said, have been at the top of the table for all of this season. So it it just goes to show how good this league is, isn't it? Even the teams at the bottom punish the teams at the very top. So yeah, credit credit to the team and and credit to that uh, to Gibbs White and Awundi for getting the job done. Really, there. You obviously five goals in three games. You're right. I mean probably puts him firmly in contention for a player of the month nomination, which is, you know, he's quite very well, fair play to the guy, really. It's like being like a mini drug by the last bit of few games. It's turned up clutch at the most critical moments. It's great. Um, obviously, Lee, after that, um, Arsenal did, obviously, as expected, um, picked up a ball and decided to sort of, you know, not let Forrest have it. I think we had 18% possession in the end. They only made about 160 passes the whole game. But, um, they didn't really create that much. I mean, obviously they had, they had the chance, the Jesus header that went over from the corner, but they didn't really do a lot else for the rest of the half, really. Didn't like, you know, it wasn't like they were carving us open or anything like that. It just seemed like a very well executed game plan from Forrest, obviously suffocating all the space in the midfield, not letting Odegaard have time on the ball or space on the ball where he could turn and make things happen. And yeah, it sort of just drifted, didn't it? It's the rest of the first half. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if um, I don't know if Arsenal fans would agree, but I think we probably saw yesterday why Arsenal probably haven't won the title. I mean, they've been very good this season when they've scored first and things are going in in their favour. But I think ultimately yesterday they just they literally looked devoid of ideas. They they kind of it was almost like they kind of got a bit pissy that we were sitting in. They wanted us to kind of attack them and you know so they could pick us off and we didn't. Um, yeah, it was just a. It's strange because hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I think we actually did play Arsenal at the perfect time. I think after the the performance at Bright against Brighton last week, when they, their title hopes basically well went up into thin air, didn't they? Let's face it. Um, so yeah, I think um, we we actually did get them at the perfect time. And to be honest, when we scored, I never thought for one minute that we'd lose the game. I I, I just thought even a point yesterday would have would have been okay. It kind of left our destiny in our hands on the last day wouldn't it so uh, when we scored I thought that's it I thought uh, it's weird because all season I've kind of thought right well we need to dig in now and, and do things properly and that but I just really never thought Arsenal would get back into the game I just felt like it was a team that 
were done basically. Um, so yeah, they they just they just love devoid of ideas. I think it was an end of season game. It was a game where Arsenal kind of realised that everything they've worked so hard for has has kind of gone now. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a strange performance from them, but uh, a pleasing one, shall we say? No, I think that's a fair point. I mean, it's something that um, Pat Nevin was sort of saying on the radio. So listen back to that. He said that you know it was a difference between a team that would like to win in Arsenal. Obviously, you want to win games. And a team that needs to win in forests, and you know that's something that really showed. I mean, you know, like um, you said, we just seemed much more up for it. I mean, I was quite surprised. I mean, I was. I mean, last season, obviously, when Arsenal, you know, they lost two 0 at Newcastle in a Monday night game, I think it was, and you know, trudged back to London, and you know, their their top four hopes were over, and they just put four past Everton mercilessly, and. I kind of expected that reaction, to be honest, from Arsenal. I was fully expecting them to, like, you know, like, right, okay, let's take our anger out on someone who's a punching bag going to be, all right, it's Forrest. They've considered at least two goals and I think seven out of the last eight games, I think it was before yesterday. Uh, Let's go for it. But um, it now seems that Wolves might get that treatment instead in the last day. So at least it isn't us. Um, Reese, the second half went pretty much the same way as the first ended. I mean, Arsenal, I mean, it's weird that for a game of such significance for Forest, it really isn't that actually that much to talk about for the game. Um, you know, it's again, Arsenal had a lot of the ball. Um, I think their best chance came when Saka had a ball, a, a chance on his weaker foot, really. Um, uh, and again, it was at an angle that Navas didn't really, well, you, you'd be very surprised if Navas was beat from that point. Uh, again, I mean, like, were you expecting it to be that comfortable? No, I didn't expect it to be that comfortable, no. Um, I know I was saying in the first coming, I thought Arsenal were a bit shot, but I did think they'd have more of a go at us than they did. But they just, they just like Lee said, um, they just completely looked devoid of ideas, didn't they? But as well, that's a testament to us, because like I said again in my previous comment, I thought his shape was excellent. I just thought the commitment of the players was excellent. There's players yesterday who... Let's let's be frank. I've had some tough times this season, but the likes of Joe Worrell, especially is one, Renan Loddy, who was wrote off at the start of the season, he's completely turned it around. I look at that catch right at the end from Kalor Navas under pressure, which was a huge catch right at the end of the game. That's why he's played at level he has and come out and claim that with confidence. Just some big performances from players who've had some warranted, had some stick and at times warranted it rightly so this season. But yeah, it was just a committed, such a committed team effort from everybody. And then you've got that little bit of stardust, haven't you, with Gibbs Why? I mean, he, he he was tremendous yesterday. I mean, that would have put the icing on the cake, wouldn't it, right at the end when he had that chance where, I mean, Jamie Carragher, um, did a little Gary Neville goalgasm, I think, when he was about to shoot for that. So, And then it showed you his commitment when he literally chased, I think it was Gabriel Jesus, and won the tackle. Yeah, it was it was a performance to be proud of from Forrest yesterday, from every single player. There isn't any player who can go off that pitch yesterday and say, I've not given 110% for the club yesterday. And, and that's all we've ever wanted. Um, because at times, you know, we look at some of the away games, it hasn't looked that way, but... You know, just a sigh of relief that we've done it. And as I said again in the previous comment, we can we can look forward to next season now. And those who have travelled away all season can go and go and have a brilliant day next Sunday in London at Palace, not worrying about whether we get beat or what 
other results are. So, yeah, brilliant, brilliant effort yesterday. I'm so proud of the team, really am. Yeah, it must be. It's quite nice to be able to... Like I, I mean, my interest in the West Ham Leeds game has gone from being yeah. critical to like I couldn't give a flying fuck about it. <laughs> like well, I am... really West Ham get a point and we can like finish lowest sixteenth. But I mean, I really couldn't care. Like I mean, it's just it's just so nice of knowing that like we finally got like all the thing. Like I know a lot's made of patience in football, and obviously we did stick by Cooper at times where you know it would have been very easy to get rid of him, even with a lack of alternative available in the market. But obviously, we've stuck by him, rightfully so, as it's proved. I mean, yeah, obviously, we'll. I mean, there isn't much else to say. <laughs> but well, I mean, I mean, we've... as we're sorry, just to put in. I mean, as we said, I mean, you've seen this with Leeds, who've had to change their manager twice. What managers were kind of out there? The go-to manager was Sean Dyche when he went to Everton. After him, everybody and they still was, go down. Yeah, and look at Leicester. Look, they they've got rid of Brendan Rodgers, who were talking about going to a top six club in Tottenham, and they brought in a bloke who's just been sacked from the Championship. You know, it's just frankly ridiculous, really, isn't it? Just yeah, hoping they can that. get a ban. <laughs> you know, Le- Leeds have brought back Big Sam, who's you know how many years is it since he's managed? So I mean, who yeah. who was the who really was the about? It was just you know. And then as well, if we had gone down, you've literally got a bloke in charge who is perfect to bring you back up and we could rebuild. But thankfully, we haven't. And I'm, I'm yeah, so yeah. pleased he's come out on the other side because I put this on my personal Twitter. There were so many times this season where I thought, yeah, that, that's it. That's it mm. for him. And I just felt the Leeds won, the Leicester won. I, I even thought United, you know, so I thought after the United yeah. game, we were so lifeless in that game. I thought that's I just, it, he's done. Like, yeah, I just felt, I just felt so um, upset for the bloke that it was going to end like that. And after all what he did for his last season, but I'm, I'm just so pleased for him that he's come out on the other side. And hopefully, Definitely, we can, yeah. like we said, we can build upon this now. I'm sure we will. I mean, one of the um, obviously the, the crown and the jewels. Of, of, yeah, is Gibbs White, of course, Adam, and you know, as Reece touched upon there, Luke, briefly, you know. Gives White had a few moments of magic to nearly make it two or even three nil. Um, and obviously, then that, that the roar he gave to A Block after um, you know winning that tackle back was just tremendous. I mean, we we were told you know by very salty Wolves fans, oh he's got an attitude problem and oh he's this and oh he's that. You didn't. I mean, if that's the case, he certainly didn't show it yesterday, did he? No, I mean, he. He gave the he gave the a performance which I thought was similar to how he played for Sheffield United in that playoff semi final against us, and I think that that performance he played against us was probably one of the best individual performances I've seen last season, and I think that kind of put the icing on the cake of we need to go and buy this guy if we go up, and he showed more than more than enough commitment to, to warrant playing at even a higher level than Forrest at some point, I think, because someone said, oh, he doesn't work hard and, and all that, like you've just mentioned. I've not seen him slack one one bit this season. If anything, he's gave more than, than, than he needed to because someone who's a creative player, you kind of go, oh, he's a luxury player, doesn't need to run them harder yards. By God, he does. I mean, it... it Goes to show you that hard work beats talent, but he's got both. So, so we're we're very lucky, and and like Reese has said, we're, we're we're glad to have Cooper because now he can have a proper summer 
two and a half months or whatever it's going to be now until the new season starts and actually plan and build about around this team. You look at our team, a lot of them are all mid-twenties, if not younger, uh, with, with a sprinkling of a few experienced players. So we can now have a plan. We can build upon that. We can now look a little bit higher. And I mean, the season's still not done. Cooper will look at the league and go, if we go beat Palace, we can finish 14th. That's a good. That's even better. That that's the type of guy he is. He will he will say we we need to go. We'll go beat Palace. We'll finish fourteenth. And that's a bit more money in the kitty for for the club. At the end of the day, and I mean that that is the winning mentality he's brought to this football club because he did it last season. He's eradicated Forest anxiety and PTSD for all our care as well. Because how many times have we been like, oh, we bottle it in the playoffs, Christian? You're you're a big example of this, and and amongst everyone, not just you, everyone. I'm the same. I thought we're going to bottle it to go down. We haven't. He's eradicated all of that now. He is. He's now cemented himself in Forest legend. Knock down the Peter Taylor stand. Call it the Steve Cooper stand. I don't give a shit no more because we're we're writing history. We've wrote new new news. So I'm I'm happy. And I mean, this started about Gibbs. Why I've ended it with Cooper. I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, I mean, to be fair, I mean, I I don't know how you guys feel. I'll, I'll ask this. Um. Actually, I'll ask you now. Sorry. In my opinion, this is a bigger achievement than last year, which is quite something. I mean, when you consider it, he took us from our, what's it, lowest, worst start in over 100 years to finishing fourth, narrowly missing out on second, but for some ridiculously fucking abysmal refereeing decisions, and then winning the playoffs at Wembley, um, which obviously, after decades of heartache and pain that we'd suffered and obviously gone through. So he ended that sort of crux, if you like. He then gets the shortest summer in history, pretty much. Obviously, uh, as well as being a new post from the playoffs, you've got less time to prepare anyway. Loses all of his loan players, loses some of uh, his captain, loses his goalkeeper, loses some of his very reliable stalwarts that he was pulling into the team, whether through choice or necessity. They all had to, they went, had to build a whole new team, ended up with 30 new players in the toughest league in the world. And you know, had to basically do it on the fly. So for him to keep us safe with a game to go, and you know, we could still finish. I mean, people say about Gary O'Neill being manager of the year or in the in the conversation, for example, we could still finish above Bournemouth, and we've had all of that to contend with. So you know, I mean, I don't know how you guys. I mean, obviously, feel free. Also, you jump in, but for me personally, I think that is a, the, keeping Forest in the Premier League, in the toughest school in the world with all that to deal with, all that to juggle, and all the revolving doors like business behind with people coming and going and you know, whatever else. I think for Cooper to do that, that's very special and it eclipses last season for me. Um, what do you guys think? I'd, I'd agree with that. I, I think um, we're looking at a situation this season where two two out of Everton, Leeds and Leicester are going to get relegated. That is absolutely mental. I think another thing, I agree with everything you just said, Christian, but I think the, the other thing I would throw in is I looked at the Premier League in terms of a list of teams at the start of this season and there was literally no fodder. And I actually said on the way back from Wembley, I said to my mate, I said, it's great that we're promoted, but look how tough that league's going to be next year. It, there's no, there was no Burnley, there was no Norwich, there was no, you couldn't see that one team that was going to get waxed every, every single week. Um, so, yeah, I think um, I'd agree. It's a, I'd certainly agree that it's a, a better achievement than last year. Yeah, following on from Lee there, I mean, about the fodder, you only have to see, look at some of the teams who are bloody down there. I mean, West Ham, who are now in the European final, finished, what was it, seventh last year? Was it sixth the season before? Spent 200-odd million, got apparently £120 million centre mid. 
have only just confirmed survivor yesterday. You've got a team who won the Premier League, what was it, six, seven years ago, won the FA Cup two years ago. So that shows you how tough this league is. And so, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. With what everything he's had to deal with, you know, the the, the influx of players, the short pre-season, the countless bleeding injuries, the media speculation all bloody season, the amount of people who, in the media, who's wrote us off. Yeah, he's confirmed, and I don't like overusing this word, but he's a club legend now after yesterday, and that is that is the truth. You know, especially with, you know, our generation of fans who've not seen the European Cup days, the bloke's a club legend for what he's done, you know, promoted from the bottom of the league and then kept a side up with all them challenges, what I've just spoke about. So maybe, Adam, <laughs> in years to come, you might get... Um, Brian Clough stand a Peter Taylor stand because yeah you couldn't obviously take Peter Taylor's name away from the club he's an absolute club legend and he don't get the credit he deserves sometimes but you might get a, a Bridgeford or a Trenton stand named after him one day we'll have to see maybe maybe the the new like Joe how the sponsorship corner used to be like Capital One corner like <laughs> the Steve, Steve Cooper, Cooper corner corner Steve at least. Cooper corner yeah that, that'd be at least something but at least <laughs> at least it's an alliteration eh but um touching yeah. on what uh, what Lee said about uh, you look at the league about fodder and I mean before Bournemouth appointed Gary Neal they got stuff nine nil I think it was at Liverpool. After that, they didn't, they didn't really get a hammering. Whereas we were the fodder, really. We were getting beat. We got beat six nil at City, five nil at Arsenal, four nil at Leicester and West Ham. So for a period of time, we were the fodder, especially when we're going out, out of an NG postcode. So for him to have overcome all those setbacks, and how many times on this podcast, especially I don't know about anyone else, were we saying where are we going to get another point from? And then lo and behold, it just comes out of thin air almost. And I mean, you. I mean, we, we might touch on this in a bit more detail, but for the supporters of this football club, we 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 have to really pat ourselves on the back as well. And I mean, that's a weird thing to say because it, we're we're not the ones doing the job at the end of the day. But you look at like Leicester, Leeds, and Everton, and they've booed their team to fuck this season. They've they've. I mean, Leicester the other week at Fulham were saying you're not fit to wear the shirt. At least with us, although, yeah, we can consider it as happy clappy because we've not been in the league for 23 years, but you can't not fault the support. It was relentless, home and away. Home, like yesterday, I mean, I, I, I unfortunately, I couldn't get to the game, couldn't get a ticket without a fault of trying. But on the telly, it was booming for 90 minutes. There was maybe one or two spells where it was quiet, but bloody hell, everyone gave... I, I, I can't imagine anyone in Nottingham town centre having a voice. I bet you they're still out in Market Square in the fountain or something. Probably with Nia Carter. It was out to three in the morning. Though, so yeah, well, say. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I, I love the scenes in the dressing room. I mean, people won't be pissing about, pit, like, taking the piss that we're dancing now in the dressing room, will they? I mean, Waka Waka was in full flow last night. I mean, that was brilliant as well. <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, you did raise a valid point. I mean, it's, I, it's, I think it's the first time in. Since 2017, that the team with the worst away record in the league has survived, Brighton on that occasion. Um, but you know, 30 out of our 37 points have come at home. So, you know, even if you like, I mean, even if you take all the away games out, we could lost every, you know, say the points that we did, so we didn't win any of them. We still have distance to stay up purely because of our home form. No, so that there is definitely something in that that you know the fans have made a big part this season. I know, obviously, there have been you know. The, 
smatterings of boos. And that, to be fair, it was in, I'd say, semi-justified situations. Like there were boos after the Bournemouth game. There were boos after the United game. But both of those, I would say, you know, with the grand scheme of things, is probably fair fair enough to a point. I mean, you know, the United game was the most lifeless game we played all season. And Bournemouth would blow a 2-0 lead to a team that we thought was one of the worst in the division. So I can completely understand the fans' anger for that part. But apart from those isolated incidents, so it's been overwhelming support for the team in every single like time they've stepped out onto that pitch. And like, you know, it's, it really has showed this season. And it's you know, credit to the club, really. Credit like, they have been a credit to the club. Like the fans, anyway, in last season have a bridge for credit to the club. The fans who've been up and down the country all season have been a credit to the club because they have thoroughly backed them. They understood. Them. I mean, take the city game for example. We knew full well we were going to have about 2% possession. We knew full well we were never going to, like, you know, cut them to pieces or anything like that. And even despite they're having all the ball, they're knocking it around, they're probing and they're testing. You know, it was just Forest fans, just, just full volume now. It's like, there hasn't really been many instances, I find, where teams have come to Forest and be and been able to quiet the crowd down. I think there have only been a very few instances where that has happened. And, you know, again, that's testament to all of us, really. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, now we've on to some player reviews um obviously before we do step on it thoughts and get a little jingle in so lee i'll start with you i'll start with Kayle navas obviously reese touched upon earlier that sort of catch at the ends was well season saving so you're going to go to one extreme but how do you think he's played because obviously he has copped a fair bit of flack over the last couple of weeks but does seem to have been on a big upward slope the last couple of games yeah i mean you know uh oh god my voice is <clears throat> going um you know my opinion on Forest, Forest fans with goalkeepers. I think um, there's a certain section that think that every shot that's fired in their direction should be saved, and if it's not, then it's a, a goalkeeping error. Um, it, yeah, I mean, he's not going to sign for us, is he? Let's face it. I mean, he's 36, and I think now we've stayed in the Premier League, we've got to be targeting a goalkeeper that's probably going to be keeping the gloves for maybe five, ten years, if, if you can. Obviously, I know football doesn't always work out like that, but someone like Dean Henderson, who's 26, would make more logical sense, I think. Um, but yeah, he was he was good yesterday. He kind of led led by example from the back. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't really understand the... Uh, to quote Rob Nettle, friend of the show, if uh, Navas's name was Kevin Naylor and he was from Stapleford, everyone would absolutely love him, wouldn't they? Um, let's face it. I mean, the fact that he's palmed a few, the the one at Leeds was the one that sticks in my head. Um, that that was a bit of an error, but yeah. Other than that, I think uh, he, he's largely been pretty good. Um, yes, like you say, the, the catches yesterday, 
Uh, the one at the end in particular was was amazing and and kind of. I think only Forrest could have a three-time Champions League winner, and, and people would still kind of bring some of his attributes into question. His kicking's never was never going to be good. Let's face it. I mean, he, he spent his career playing behind the likes of Sergio Ramos, where he's just had to bowl it out to them. Um, so yeah, I think he, he's been good for us, uh, but I think we'll, it'll be a case of wishing well and. Um, Thanks for keeping us up, if you like, because uh, I, I can't see him signing for us, to be honest. No, I, think, I think that's about fair. I mean, right, I mean, long term, I would like to see us go for Henderson as well. And hopefully we can and do choose to do so. Uh, Reese, I'm going to give you Ren and Lodi, who someone for you know, no difficult ones this week, don't worry. But um, <laughs> someone who, you know, we all say about you know, loan players. I mean, I mean, people do question their motives and that kind of thing. But... Like Lottie was in tears at full time, like overwhelmed by the emotion of it. We can clearly tell it meant a lot to him. And again, on the back of another very good performance against the London side. Yeah, I think I mentioned this a few pods ago. Was it the Brighton game when he went absolutely mental for the cross he put in, which was deflected into his own goal? And I think we spoke about then about it'd be very easy for someone who might not be here next season to just well think, well, who cares? I've got Newcastle linked with me. I can go back to Atletico Madrid, and then someone will probably sign me. But yeah, he's he's someone who's completely turned it around. I mean, when when he come in, you know, we were struggling, weren't we? And he he was made the scapegoat really um this was before it was cool to defend players on social media um and he just never really got a fair crack of the whip for me and when you look at his credentials of who he's played for the country he plays for the the, the level he's played at i just thought that was extremely harsh and that is someone who we've stuck by with on this pod to be fair uh to us and he's completely turned it around and he's been there's been times when he's not been exceptional he's been okay and he's looked a little bit hit and miss at times but yesterday I thought it was absolutely superb and I think it it was the same last week wanted Chelsea did we give him kind of man of the match if I remember correctly Saka didn't have a kick um every time Saka I mean Saka likes to cut back inside doesn't he and I think Ren and Lodi read it every time pretty much and he didn't aside from the shot which you mentioned Christian what Navas from a tight angle was parried pretty easily I didn't think he put a foot wrong um, yeah and he's, he's been he's been solid for us I'd say over the season personally over, over the whole season um, obviously the bit at the end you know with him crying and stuff I know obviously it'll be an emotional time for him because he's just had a new baby um, recently um, is he going to was that a sign whether he's going to stay or not I have no idea I've I've no idea. We we can only see, but I'm sure there'll be a couple of suitors who will definitely be looking at him. Um, like I said, Newcastle's been linked with him, anti. So, yeah, he's another one that if you know that is the last um, time we see in a Forest shirt at the City Ground, Ren and Loddy. Then yeah, thank you very much um, for your efforts and wish them all the best because yeah, he's, he's been he's been good for us. I think overall, and I would like to see him in a Forest shirt again next season. So fingers crossed, but. And um, we'll have to see on that one. And finally, Adam, obviously, we both had our say on Joe Worrell. Um, obviously, after the United game, both of us said that we wouldn't be upset if he was sold. But since then, he's sort of been determined to prove that he is a very capable footballer at this level and has played very well. And yesterday, certainly led by example and certainly put in a performance that was like, you know, benefited having the armbands. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I feel like Joe's li- like he must listen to this podcast because every time I've slagged him off, he ends up starting to play really well. So I'm really happy for him because you, at the end of the day, you want Forest players to do well for your club and for someone that is comes from your city, especially it, it, it more beneficial because you know you're gonna what you're gonna get from him majority of the time. I mean, him, Yates, and Johnson have been stalwarts this season. You've said you can you can say they've all made a a contribution in some way. I do think Joe's probably took the, it's probably been the toughest journey for him to adapt to the Premier League from other than the other two. I think he's found it really, really tough on and off the pitch because he's obviously worked so hard from a young age to, to get to where he is now. And the last five games, he's looked like a Premier League player. And now I'm kind of thinking, well, you can't get rid of him because he's been so good. But it, it's now then next season he has to kick on and and be that bit more consistent if he is going to be like that. But yeah, he he was he was brilliant and his and his obviously all of his emotions come out and I think he was even surprised to get the man of the match award at the end there. Uh, but he deserved it. He he marshaled Gabriel Jesus completely out of the game and then I don't even remember Enkia getting a kick on the when he come on the pitch either. And I thought that was a credit to him and and the back three really. I thought Enkia and Felipe did, did did just as good. I mean. Felipe should have scored, and I feel like because he cut his air off, he didn't quite get the ball, kick the ball hard enough. So yeah, yeah, credit to Joe. Uh, I I think Cooper's got a tough few decisions to make in the summer, especially regarding centre halves because we've got a lot of them, haven't we? So yeah, but he's someone that I would probably now have to put in the keep bracket because of the last five to six games, however many it's been. But he's been he's been good, and and I'm I'm all for that. No, definitely. I mean, it's just being consistency, really, isn't it? With moral. I mean, like, the good news is for most of the players that we have, I mean, there are, like you said, that sort of like most of them, like that sort of like mid to low 20s age. And so obviously, they're all going to be much, much better from having a year of Premier League experience anyway. Right? They know what it's like now. They know what the standard is and they know how well they have to play to be at that level. So they'll naturally become better footballers as a result. So I hope, I mean, like I've said, for the last five games, the moral we've seen has been completely alien to the one that from like the five games preceding that. Like when you think to like West Ham, Fulham, Spurs away, when he was easily the worst player on the pitch in all three of those games. And then you look at how he played yesterday, it's, it's night and day. How, how well he played against Chelsea as well. You know, it's night and day. Like, so you, I think that's it. It's just a consistency element of him. But I, I do agree with you. I think that on having, on the last five games, assuming that's an upward curve that he's going to try and stick with, and hope he does, then yeah, you can't really get rid of him, can you? Um, and above all else, like you said, it's important to have someone who really does know what it is to be Forrest. Like, he certainly does. But um, anyway, we're now going to get on to some set on it foots. Red side of the Trent. <laughs> Slept on it thoughts. So, yes, anyway, so we'll start with Bill James Wallace. said, this year, I hope we stay up. Next year, Champions League. So far, so good. Uh, Jeffro says, never in doubt, was it really? As Christian says, Arteta is an absolute fraud. I didn't want to say it again, but I'm glad someone else did. Uh, David Bullen says, up there with the best of days, to a man, incredible performance. Shout out to Gibbs White, Tyler's everywhere. Mangala, disruptor, positioning 100%. And Worrell, who's been excellent the last four games. Massive. So pleased for all the fans. Lee Chilver says, 
The fact I won't be able to sleep says it's all says it all. Fantastic performance from everyone. Defense superb, midfield superb, and T again with a vital goal. Thought Warrell was fantastic. Sarah NFFC says we are Premier League. I wore this hat for the first time at Wembley and I wore it for the Southampton game and today. The lucky bucket hat. Such an emotional day. Can't believe we've done it. 40 points and 15th soon. Uh, I was in the top one. Said the fans have been talking about a lot this season, but it can't be said enough. We have the best fans in the country. The crowd in there today literally carrying that team over the line. Congratulations to all the players, staff and fans of this incredible club. Most of all, Cooper. Yummy Bear says... Let's get shit-faced, which I'm sure a lot of us have done. <laughs> Todd Mills, so many wrote us off. I pretty much wrote us off. I don't know how we did it, but we did. We've got a nucleus of a nice little team coming together with Nilo, Gibbs-White, uh, Johnson, Awani. Very exciting times. Uh, Mitchell NFFC said, yesterday was really special. I feel extremely emotional today. What's the feeling? Get a full pre-season with these boys. We finally have found our strongest team and get three or four top quality additions in, starting with Henderson and Lodi, and I'm optimistic we can push on next season. Completely agree with that. Uh, Osh Jones says, initial reaction, just pure relief. We came up, the, ro- the only kept his nerve. Cooper turned our season around and proved the owner right. We never turned on our gaffer or players. We were written off countless times and we've done it. I think the, the relief thing is apt, actually. I mean, I've got a lot of Arsenal supporting mates that haven't even been had any urge to go after them because I'm so relieved we've survived. Uh, Emma says we've got everything right today, start to finish. Incredible atmosphere. Bring on the party at the Palace. Hope that isn't the last we see of Lottie. Sam says voice is gone. Forest are massive. Arsenal shit. 30 signings. Who gives a fuck? Uh, Janice Stablick, I think it is, says before the season started, we've all taken 17th. But did we actually contemplate the rollercoaster motion that would lead up to this? Wow. Next season, a steady 10th, please. Completely agree. I just just want to see some boring mediocrity, to be honest. Um, Stuart Clarkson says, an incredible performance, superb level of concentration throughout. The interception, the assist, the goal were glorious. The fans are magnificent. I've never known it as good, and I've been going since the late 70s, the early 80s. See Cooper and all the players and staff, thank you. Uh, Phil says, that was up there at Sheffield United. I dreamt of that, but never thought it would happen. The fans are phenomenal and are important as any player. I was worried when Taiwo came off. There's a lot of players for player this season, but Felipe was a catalyst. So SC is a god. And last but by no means least is Red Mist says, or Ian, I think I said Ian Bell. Says, well done, especially to the owner for backing his manager when others wanted him gone. Well done to Steve Cooper. Look how much that meant to him. Well done to the players. What an effort, especially these last six games. And finally, the fans, home and away, Nottingham Forest are magic. Thank you again, all of you, for getting your... Set 24s in, and sorry for not reading all of them out. As you can imagine, we had quite a lot to get through after that. So, I mean, we sort of look ahead to the Palace game now, and I mean, I, it's difficult, really. I don't really know what I mean. It's it's so weird. It's the first time all season we've gone into a game. Just like, I, I guess, obviously, like as we're sort of saying, just off air very briefly, Adam's very right and Lee's very right. The difference in money is quite big in terms of where you finish. So it would be good if we could win it. It's not quite play the second string and give a few people a send off and go home. But um, Lee, what do you think? Obviously it's going to be Hodgson's last game for Palace as well, or at least for now. Um, there's been talk he might get next season as well. What's your prediction for the Palace game? Well, I mean, I think, first of all, I think now it's it's kind of nicked in the bottom of the seat. I think if for example, if Colback is fit to play, I think I'd, I'd just make him captain and let and let him have a a bit of a swan song. Um, let's hope that Moose and Carte's had a few hours sleep by then. I mean, like you say, I think he's out till three o'clock partying. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if Cooper will want to win, I think knowing Cooper and what he's like, I think he'll want to win the game. He wants to finish on a high. Um, 
yeah, I don't really. It's weird. I, I really don't care now. I couldn't give a I couldn't give a toss toss if we went there with the under eight teams and and gave Martin a run out and it's one of them. But I mean, it'd be nice to finish as high as possible. Um, but yeah, it's um, difficult. I th- I think it'll probably be a, a bit of a boring game to be honest. It. Prediction: I, I wouldn't be surprised if it finished nil nil. If I'm being honest, I don't think it, neither team's got anything to play for. It's probably going to be baking hot. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go for a boring nil nil. Yeah, no draw. Thirty-eight points would be a bad return for the first season. But uh, Reese, what about you? I'm going to disagree really on that one because I think it will be an actually quite a decent game because I think it'll just be two teams who think, yeah, let's. Okay, let's just give us fans one last kind of swan song for the season actually play out um, a bit of an exciting game um, Paris have got some exciting individuals haven't they the likes of Eze and Elise um, Zaha's injured I believe isn't he so so yeah um, yeah it'd be nice to see Jack Cole back I do agree really on that point you know um, just to mention him obviously it was announced once he's leaving brilliant servant for the football club um, scored some vastly vital goals. You know, the Sheffield away one last year springs to mind. Um, always given 100% our thought for Forest and undervalued and underrated by some as well at times, um, especially last season when, you know, he played left back for a lot of it and he's a centre mid by trade. So I wish him all the best and he'll be a top signing for a championship club. He really will. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw next Sunday, but Again, agree with Lee on this point. I don't give a toss, to be honest. What what happens? We've we've done what we've needed to do, and yeah, it'll be nice to just kind of enjoy the game, beer in hand, and just chill and watch it, and think if we got beat three nil or something, it doesn't really matter. And let Leeds and Everton sweat for that last place because I mean I can't see Leicester staying up now. I'd be amazed if they were to beat Newcastle on Monday night, but you never know in this balmy season as it's been. Back to back Desmond's in London. I think if you ask him our way record, we'd probably take that. Um, Adam, what about you? I mean, I, I think Leicester will still take it to the last day, regardless of results. I think because I think they can still catch Everton on goal difference. But yeah, um, we should have previewed our exhibition game at Ilkeston instead, I think, lads. <laughs> um, no, I think it's going to be a bit of a, I think it could be a goal fest. Um, I think. Like like what Reese said, there's there's a few exciting players on show, and I think we might even get we, we, the shackles will be off Forest as well. I can't imagine us being camped in our half for too much of the game. I feel like we we will go out and express ourselves and and try uh try see what 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 we can do, and maybe get a glimpse of what's what could happen next season. Maybe something a repeat of the Tottenham home performance where it was very tick attacker and high press. So yeah, let's go for it. Um, I think. I think we might get edged out of it in into in that respect in being quite open. I think we might lose like three two or something, but it'll be a good send off. And like Reese says, you can have a chill out and have a barbecue or whatever because I think the weather's going to be glorious. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we've actually got pretty touching wood here, but we've actually got a large. I know we haven't played there in a while, but we have got a fairly good record at Celeste Park. Uh, I remember like when they got promoted, I think we drew one all there. Uh, Dicker Joy scored and Blackstock equalised for us with the blue kit then with O'Driscoll in charge. Obviously, uh, Raddy got a hat-trick there. Um, I remember the last day of the season in 2011 when we needed to win to get into the playoffs. Won 3-0 again there again. Uh, what's it? it was McGugan 
a very young Wilfred Zaha played that day and he went up against Chris Gunter on one side he got no change went over to the other side got no change came back to Gunter got booked for lashing out at him and then was subbed off so he had, he had, a, he had a very eventful day but um, yeah I, I, I reckon it'll be an entertaining one all draw I'll go for that I mean I hope hopefully though, we can give Ollie Hammond his Premier League debut hopefully we can give Jack Cole back a, a send off and you know maybe some of the other players even Lingard I, I doubt we'll see Lingard next season not for any fault of his own just because he's been injured it's not really his, anyone's fault he's had the fitness issues he has but um yeah give him a little run out you know chance to say goodbye to the fans etc and yeah that'd wrap the season up fairly nice again 38 points I'm pretty happy with that I mean obviously we all aim for 40 but it does seem as if that's maybe a bit of a mythical figure really seems like 35 36 is a real target so um yeah that was be rather good but yeah I mean obviously on the cop- on topic of Jack Colback actually I mean I was going to ask you all very quickly before we wrapped up like what is your favorite Colback memory and uh one thing I didn't actually realize until Cooper spoke about this week was that the last four to six weeks of last season which obviously included our playoff run, included like, you know, the automatic promotion challenge. Colback was actually injured. Like he wasn't meant to be playing. He pushed through the pain barrier. He was having injections or whatever else to get through games. So to do all that and still play at a level what he did, like obviously scored against Sheffield United, as you said, Reese. that's remarkable, really. He's been a fantastic servant for us, Jack Colback. And I really wish him all the best of luck. But yeah, just a quick before I round up, Reese, what's your favorite, or Lee, sorry, start with you. What's your favorite Jack Colback memory? I mean, maybe not a memory as such, but I just think he Colback's kind of epitomised everything that I think fans want players to be when they pull on our shirt. Um, from the moment he came on loan, he's kind of showed that desire to kind of do well for the club, and and I think for that he's he should be lauded. I think my favourite moment of his, I think if I'd been at the Sheffield United away game um, and not on holiday, I think it, I'd probably say that goal. Uh, but I'll I'll go with the obvious and go with the West Brom goal. Um, I mean that was just class, weren't it? I, I still think he meant it as well. Um, but of course yeah, he did. Look at his foot. Look at his foot. He clearly meant that. Yeah, I, I guess uh, <laughs> I guess when he writes his book, he might uh, tell us whether he meant it or not. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll go with the obvious. Um, but yeah, I, I just think, um, like I say, going back to my original point, if if every player we sign for the foreseeable um, shows the the level of professionalism and determination to do well for the football club as Jack Colbeck. Um, I don't think we'll go far wrong. That's very true. Reese, what about you? Yeah, it, it, it'd definitely be the Sheffield United away goal for me. Um, I think only away days I've been on with Forrest, I think only the Ben Osborne goal of Derby would beat that away day personally. So, obviously scored the opening goal that day in a game we should have won by a lot more than we did. Um I still love the little celebration where, like, obviously our players surround him and he just, like, does kind of little nod of appreciation. I think he's a bit, like, shocked at kind of what he's done coming up from left-back to put us ahead because it was um, Zinkenaga won it with a chance before where he should have scored, really. But, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with what Lee said there. I mean, he's been a brilliant servant to us, Jack Colback. Um, Scored some vastly vital goals, you know, I won't try and steal Adam's thunder, but like the the first season under Karanka, the two against Leeds, um, you know, and, and there were several last season as well he scored. So, yeah, I wish him all the best. Um, he's been a brilliant servant for us. And as I said in my last comment, 
any championship club who wants an experienced ad, a senior pro, Jack Colback. So that will be a great signing for one one of them, definitely. Adam? Uh, I think my moment would be, I mean, this is going to be an odd one because it's actually an equaliser. Um, I'm going to say QPR away last season. It come off the back of that Bristol City game and we all thought, we all dreamt of another, oh God, we're going to score two in two minutes in injury time sort of thing. But I think at the time, it was such a crucial point in terms of our turnaround of that season just to keep the momentum going of winning and oh and, and picking up points, obviously. But we, we we deserved it. And I think if we hadn't gone away from that QPR game with, with at least a point, we would have felt extremely robbed, basically. But yeah, it was a great moment in the away end down down at Loftus Road on a Friday night. It was yeah, it was sensational. So I agree with that. But like he is the master of Falling up the ball and winning you a cheap free kick on the edge of your box as well. And I feel like Ryan Yates has took that mantle off him now. So he's passed his knowledge on to the younger generation. And like Reese has touched upon, anyone that's going to get a, a player of Jack Colback's quality in the championship, I personally think he might go back up north, maybe to Sunderland or someone. But they're getting someone who's got vast experience. And I mean, he, he did a fair few good jobs this season in the Premier League. So he's still got a lot to give and and... And I wish him all the best as well. What what a brilliant player. What about the trip back that night, Adam? Oh, yeah, the horse, I mean, stopping us <laughs> on the M1 was glorious, wasn't it? I mean, fantastic. He it's like bleeding off his three in the morning. That yeah, well, good. it was worth it, though, wasn't it? Yeah, so. it was. Thank, yeah, so thank you, Jack Colback, for that goal because it would have been the worst trip back had it not been. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, that call that goal against QPR was special. Though. So you're right. Like, we thoroughly deserve something from that game as well. Like, the very least we deserve the draw, really. Should have had um, a couple of panos with that night. Well, do you remember that, that, that yeah. winger? On Brandon fucking, Johnson. Yeah. The winger did he oh, yeah. fighting Joe as well. Oh, yeah. Johansson, yes. Yeah, did he literally yeah. punch him into the stands? Yeah. I only got a yellow for it. It was like the most blatant red you'd have seen anywhere, anywhere. But, um, no, that was that was a special goal from Colback. And so, like, you, you just, you're right, even this season, like, you know, against Leicester, for example, he was absolutely fantastic in that game against Leicester at home this season. Like he's just, oh, he's been a safe pair of hands whenever we've needed him this season. It's just a shame he's actually been injured more than he has done. Because I think he probably would have featured a bit more actually, just because of his experience and solidity and know-how. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Sheffield United goal was special. I mean, uh, again, if we're going to go into the playoff final, I'm, I'm still convinced Toffolo dives, and nothing will change my mind on that. So not going to hold him to account for that. Um, but yeah, I think the West Brom goal was just tremendous, wasn't it? I mean, to take it on the volley so cleanly like that. I mean, yeah, I'm convinced he meant it. And I gen- I genuinely wish him more the best. It's just like, I was actually quite surprised we announced it when we did, because if we did, let's say we lost yesterday in a parallel universe, I would have liked to have kept Jack Cole back in the event we go down, at least, at least for one season. So, um, yeah, I was a bit surprised at the timing of that, but thankfully it's all worked out well in the end. But yeah, I mean, I think yeah, what a player. And um, you know, also don't forget when he um got fed up of O'Neill's terrorist tactics and got a deliberate yellow card to miss the last three games of a season. But uh United. But no, um, superb player, all the best. And yeah, that wraps up the pod pretty nicely. I mean, it's been a massive roller coaster season for Forest, as we know, getting away around it. I mean we had a 35% chance of survival before a ball's even kicked because that's what a playoff winning team gets given the less of the time and everything else. Obviously, we had the shortest summer to deal with. 
we lost all of our players that we had to make a promotion winning team and have to sign a boatload more. We were maybe a little bit naive early doors and pay flat with a number of heavy defeats. Obviously, we went no win in 11 games or two and a half months. We had possibly the worst injury crisis I can ever remember at the club. We had 15 players injured at one point this season. Um, I think, you know, most, if not all of us, have accepted relegation at some point. I know all of us on the pod did at certain points. You know, I certainly did after Man United. I thought we were done. You know, I mean, uh, the Opta Nerds, you know, gave a 76% chance of relegation after that game. We had an impossible fixture list coming up. But to get 10 points from Chelsea, Brighton, Man United and Southampton is absolutely incredible. And, you know, no one can say we don't deserve this. And that's a testament to Steve Cooper. And, yeah. What a man, what a team. Can't wait to do it again next year. Come on, you Reds. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> 